0: You want to know why Fantasy Intervention is different? Why this podcast is different from every other podcast? I'll tell you. Two reasons. One is because of the fact that I'm sitting here, halfway moved out. I have to be out of this apartment in less than 12 hours. I haven't even started on my bedroom. And yet I'm stopping in the middle of my day because I feel obligated. I feel completely obligated to make sure that you guys get an episode. And yes, it's a huge inconvenience for me. And no, I'm not making any money. I'm not making a single dollar off this. But I'm doing this because we are building something great right here. We are building something that is going to trump every other fantasy football podcast. Fuck yeah! Yeah! We're doing this shit. But the second reason that this podcast is different from every other podcast, I sit here and I dive so deep into the analytics and into the statistics that I can tell you who not to play, who to avoid, and who you don't want anywhere close to your rosters. And that's the first rule. That's the number one rule of fantasy football podcasts. You never say that anything cannot happen. Like Joe Mixon, for example, who I said didn't belong anywhere close to the first seven rounds. I said I would take him in the ninth round. Everybody said he's not gonna make it to you there. I said, why not? He's not going to produce this year. He might have one or two decent weeks where he's an RB2, but he is not a startable player. He's not going to produce. People said, oh, they'll take him in the fourth round, or maybe if they fall to him in the fifth. I said the ninth round because he's not going to produce. Every other fantasy analyst is afraid to say that kind of stuff. They are scared because if they end up going off, if they end up producing, then they are dead wrong and they lose listeners. But I do the research. I put in the work to make sure that the statistics and everything that I predict line up. And yes, I do miss here and there, but I'm not afraid to miss. And if you are afraid to miss, then this sport is not for you. It's not for you. This fantasy football, DFS, standard leagues, it doesn't matter, it's not for you. Because you have to go out there and you have to take chances. And the weeks where I say this is an easy one for DFS, that's not good. Because that means that every other fantasy football analyst or every other fantasy player can see the same things that I see. And I don't have to dive that deep into it. And even if I do dive that deep into it and there's nothing to be found, that's not good. So, for example, last Monday, you had to play probably close to 20 different lineups With all different combinations of Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, and Mason Rudolph in the bonus spot. You had to switch all that up. And then like I said, you had to play one Dolphin player. Just one. And it had to line up perfectly. The perfect lineup would have been James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mason Rudolph, Deontay Johnson, James Conner, by the way, in the bonus spot. And Alan Hearns, who I have it written right here in my notes, right under Devontae Parker, where I wanted to talk about Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant. And I said, Alan Hearns saw an increased snap count last week. He had more snaps than Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant, so Alan Hearns is worth a flyer. But as I'm going through my episode, I ended up going on a rant about Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, and I completely skipped over that section in the notes. And I apologize for that. But you should have been playing either Albert Wilson, Devontae Parker, or Jakeem Grant as one of your flyer spots anyways. And that would have been the money maker. These ones that are the easy matchups, the ones that are easy to predict, are the ones where you have to go different than anybody else. You have your solid base three players that you know are going to produce. James Conner, Mason Rudolph, Judas Smith-Schuster. And I said that. And I said I'm going to be playing James Conner in the bonus spot in most of my plays because I didn't see anywhere else that you could go with that. And guess what? That was the right play. Mason Rudolph was the right play. Judas Smith-Schuster was the right play. And then I said you pick a fourth Steeler. You pick a fourth stealer. Deontay Johnson was the my likely go-to. It was either gonna be him or James Washington. You could have played Chris Boswell, you would have been okay, you still would have made money. But then you had to pick a dolphin and either went with Mark Walden, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, Kalen Bellage, Albert Wilson, Alan Hearns, Jakeem Grant. Those were your only options because you could not get Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. He was too expensive. I even believe that Devontae Parker might have been a little bit too pricey unless you went minimum on the other one. But still, regardless, There's a reason why it's easy, and that's not good. Everybody else can see it too, and most other people are going to be playing those lineups. I mean, James Conner was like 92% owned. Mason Rudolph was 88% owned. I believe Juju Smith-Schuster was like 87% owned. So all those three players, you had to play. And this reason right here, this reason that I'm talking about is the reason why I cannot do an episode for you guys today in depth. I'm sorry about it. We'll be back to full speed, full strength by Monday, hopefully. But these next few episodes are definitely going to be a little bit spotty. I apologize for that, guys. There's just nothing I can do right now. However, I'm not going to leave you guys empty-handed. I'm going to give you guys a few different players that I have to play this week so that you guys at least have a base and you guys understand where I'm coming from. And the first one that I'm starting out with is you have to play Tevin Coleman no matter what happens, no matter the situation with the other running backs, because the other two running backs, Matt Breida and Mostert, are questionable, so you have to play Tevin Coleman. If both Breida and Mostert are out, I'm playing Jeff Wilson at 5,000. Jeff Wilson was getting all the opportunities in the world, even as a third running back, before Tevin Coleman came back. He is definitely an option for me this week if Matt Breida and Mostert are out. If they're in, I'm probably still going to touch them a couple of times, but I'm not going to be playing them in every lineup like I would if the other two guys are out. Now, the San Francisco 49ers up on defense, I don't see Kyler Murray moving the ball a ton, which is going to leave the San Francisco 49ers in short field positions. So Emmanuel Sanders, who saw five targets in his first week with San Francisco, I'm going to be starting him this week in hopes for red zone opportunities. George Kittle is right there with it. I think you have to play George Kittle. And that brings up Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo could end up turning the ball over a couple times up against some of this pressure. So if you could play the Cardinals defense, I'm not saying do it in every lineup, but it wouldn't be a bad bonus play. It wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't be the worst thing you ever did, and you never know what can happen. That also brings in the San Francisco 49ers defense. I can definitely think you can play that in a bonus spot. And that's for DraftKings. Obviously, FanDuel doesn't do that. But Jimmy Garoppolo, back to that, is still startable. I think you have to start him, especially if you go with an Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle stack. You obviously have to play Garoppolo at that point. And last but not least, I think that you have to play Christian Kirk. I think that he's the only guy that I actually want to play on the Arizona side. Larry Fitzgerald, sure, you can play him instead of Christian Kirk in a few different lineups, but I think that Christian Kirk is the only guy that's going to produce this week. Obviously, David Johnson is trying to fight through it. I don't know if he plays. Chase Edmonds is out. I'm really, really not trusting Kenyon Drake, although he could get some work in the passing game in garbage time. That's a possible play, but once again, that's a flyer play. I'm not playing him necessarily in every single lineup. And then... When it comes to Zach Zenner, sure, you could take a flyer on him. Alfred Morris, sure, you could take a flyer on him. Charles Clay, big week last week. Sure, you could take a flyer on him. I'm not doing it, but you guys can. Listen, guys, I'm going to get this all back together. I'm going to make this right for you guys. Like I said, we still are going to be putting out an episode tomorrow. For you guys, Devin should be here to help me out with that. And then Saturday, I'm going to try as hard as I can to get an episode out to you guys for DFS as well. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. But by Tuesday and hopefully Monday, we should be back to full speed for you guys. Don't lose faith. I got you guys. Thank you all so much for sticking with me through this. We are building. We're growing. And I love it. I fucking love it. Once again, guys, thank you for listening. And thank you guys for letting me intervene with your fantasy football live. Hey, my mom's dope. My niggas is dope. The is dope the- that's how you bang a podcast.